Father, we thank you that you are the way maker. And Lord God, we glorify your divine name just as it says in the, world, in the book of Revelation, you are crowned with many crowns, Jesus. We thank you that one of it is that you are the Lord who makes the way for us because you are the way. And in Jesus' name, dear Lord, as we share your word this afternoon, Lord, we thank you for the testimonies that have come through. We pray, dear Lord, for each and every other individual as we thank you for what you have done in the lives of our beloved ones in making the way for them and providing. So for each other individual who is here, Father, King of all glory, I pray, in the place where each one stands, individual or family, I'm asking, Lord, that once again, just as you have said in your report, the Lord will make the way. I ask that, Lord, let that word be fulfilled and confirmed for the sake of your sons and your daughters and their families. Make the way for each one in the place where they are. Let each one receive, dear Lord, God, the entrance into that which they have been crying out for, dear Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let each one, O oh dear Lord, God, step onto that particular step. They've been crying for, O oh dear Lord, God, for the honor of your glorious name. Let each one, O oh dear Lord, experience, dear Lord, that breakthrough that they have been asking and inquiring of you continually in the name of the Lord Jesus. I ask that, Lord, let God arise. And let the way appear for the sake of your beloved in the name of Jesus and the name of the Lord be glorified. It is you who have said in your word, he frustrates the devices of the crafty so that their, plan, their hands cannot perform their plans. I pray, dear Lord, for your sons and your daughters and their families. Whatever the crafty, whatever the enemy, whatever the kingdom of darkness has schemed against your children in their craftiness, I'm asking this afternoon, according to your promise that you are the Lord who makes the way, frustrate each and every device, every counsel, every scheme that has been set in motion against your sons and your daughters and against their families in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your name be glorified that their hands, O oh God, the hands of the enemy, the hands of the crafty, and the hands of the kingdom of darkness and their emissaries, they will not be able to perform the plans that they have set in motion against these precious ones, O oh dear Lord God, and the name of the Lord be glorified. I thank you because, Lord, you perform it and you fulfill it, O oh dear Lord, according to your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Quickly, we will look at the word of God. We have shared there before. Just so you will remember the songs that we sang and in line also with the testimonies that we have had. We thank Mary for giving us those wonderful songs that as we began, that you know, how great thou art. Do you believe that report? Remember what it is that we have been sharing before. We have shared two, two, two aspects of, uh, you know, who has believed his report. That is the report of the Lord. And in the song which sang, says, how great thou art, how great thou art. Ask yourself as we continue and finish that particular message that we've been sharing. Do you really believe that report that the Lord is great? To you is he great? And let that pause in your mind as it goes through. We sang that, you know, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Ask yourself once again, do I really believe that report that he leaves? Or I'm one of those ones who say I don't believe in the resurrection. 
There are many Christians who declare they don't believe in the resurrection. They believe in Jesus, but they don't believe in the resurrection. It is a contradiction. Because he is the resurrection. That's what he says, that he says himself, I am the resurrection and the life. So if we fail to believe in the resurrection, it means we don't believe in Jesus. And Paul says very clearly, if the resurrection is not there, our faith is null and void. Our faith is useless. It is of no consequence at all. And hence, the resurrection is paramount for us. And the question is, do you believe his report? Do you believe that he's really the resurrection? Telling us in the resurrection is simple, that the dead are going to leave. That in the situation where you are and I am, it doesn't matter where we are, there will be a turnaround because he is the resurrection. The enemy cannot crush you forever. No, there is a resurrection. He will raise you up in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. Do you believe his report? Anything that he tells you, my brother, my sister, learn to believe that particular report in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, for the glory and for the honor of God in the highs. In the other song that, that we sang, as we, as we say that, you know, he, because he leaves, I can face tomorrow. We looked at the aspect of that, of the, you know, the, worthy is the lamb. Do you really believe in, the, in, in, that, in that particular crucifixion? And in the fact that, as Paul says, you know, I wanted to know only one thing among you that Christ and him crucified is because everything that you know we benefit is because of that crucifixion, that sacrifice that he made. It is a report that the Father was placing for. The price has been paid. As we sang, Jesus paid it all. So, you know, arise and believe that report. Hold on to it. That report holds in every particular situation and circumstance that we may ever face for the glory of God. It is multifaceted in, in, in that particular report, the word that comes through unto us. And we've touched on that aspect of that, you know, there's many spiritual blessings that God has ordained for us. And those blessings are available unto us when we believe the report. We've touched on the issue that he who believes the report, the word of God declares the arm of the Lord is revealed to that man or to that woman. So it is upon you and upon me to establish if we want the arm of the Lord revealed unto us. And we shared last time briefly that, you know, what is the arm of the Lord? We touched on the aspect of Zechariah 4, 6, where it says, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And in throughout scripture, everything that God has done, he does by his arm. And it's interesting, you know, when you now look at it again from another point, you realize everything he does, he does by his spirit. Even when Jesus came to earth, he came to earth by his spirit. It is by the arm of the Lord. When Jesus does everything, the healings and all of them, even when he casts out demons, he says, if by the spirit of the Lord I cast out the demons, know that the kingdom of God has come upon you. The spirit of God, hence Jesus indicating unto us, is the arm. Of the Lord. That Spirit of God is the one that who does everything. Even he says Jesus offered himself, you know, through, uh, to God, you know, up to crucifixion through the eternal Spirit. It is the hand of the Spirit which was at work continually in the life of the Lord Jesus. And it is because, he, what does he say? He says that I, I only do the Father's will. 
He believed in the Father's report. Praise God. And he wants you and I to believe his report in turn. Because if he believed the Father's report, and he says the Father has given you and me to him, we don't deal with the Father direct. He says we deal with Jesus because we are in Christ, in God. So he says as long as we are in him, we find ourselves in the Father. If we are outside him, we can't be able to touch the Father. And that is, that is the order that he puts unto us. So he says, believe his report. And one of the things that he confirms unto us is that as you believe his report, you come to, into that a place where you are able to have fellowship with his spirit. The arm of the Lord is revealed unto you. And I'm in continually encouraging unto each one of us. Cry unto God that he may reveal unto you his report. And he may give you the grace to believe that particular report. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now today we will touch something on that, the final aspect on the issue of the report. Let us read those scriptures, that scripture once again, then we, we finalize with the issue of, we have looked at believing the report, and we'll come back to it briefly later. But I would like us to look at the consequences of not believing the report of God. And that's what I would like to encourage us, so that we may be able to hold on to whatever God says. This is one thing I will, we were sharing in the Bible study, and I will pass it across unto us. There are many things of God that we don't understand. There are many things in the word of God, in the scripture that we don't understand, and we don't even know head or tail of what God may be saying. But you know what? You do yourself so good, and I do myself so every good, when you simply believe it. I take it as he has said it. You know, I don't understand it. I don't see how it can work. But because you said it, hallelujah, I will take it on board. And I'll run with it in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the best thing you can do for yourself and for your family and for whatever. Whatever it is that, you know, concerns you. Believe his report. That's what I would like, just like to encourage you. Don't underestimate God. And don't overestimate your understanding of what God is doing. Praise God. Just take it as he says it. Don't take a man's word. Take this word. As he says it, run with it. If I come and explain to you something, but it is contrary to what is said here, throw away what I have said. Run with what is written in this particular book. Praise God. You, you, you stand to benefit a lot. Because this word, the Bible says, it is part of his revelation. And it is forever settled in heaven. It will not change. What I may say and try to convince you this way, it will not last. Because when I die, everything I say ends in that particular place. It is of no value whatsoever. But what he says because he lives, praise God, it stands, he watches over it to perform it in Jesus' name. Praise God. All for the glory of God in the highest. So remember this one thing. The report of God is the word of God. And because the report of God is what he speaks, remember what he said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That essentially means faith forms in the environment of God's report. As long as you receive that report, you speak that report, you remember that report, it starts to stir up. It may take 10 months, like Savannah told us. 
But as you continue to hold on to that report, it continues to form that particular faith. And in due time, it will bear fruit for the glory of God. She will find herself in the medical lab as she has already found herself. In Jesus' name, why? Because of abiding continually in that place where the report is. It is building you and preparing that particular way because he is the way maker. Don't be in a hurry to run away from what God has said or what God is saying. Hold on to it, my brother, my sister. I, I encourage myself also, I hold on to it. And because that is the, the, the answer that, you know, it, it will make all the difference for you and for me. Now, let us read what, uh, what, what Jesus says there once again. We have read the scripture, we will read it once again. From John chapter 12, verse 37, up to verse 40. John chapter 12, verse 37, up to verse 40, he says, But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him. That the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Then he goes on. Therefore, they could not believe because Isaiah said again. He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts. Lest they should see with their eyes. And lest they should understand with their hearts. And turn. So that I should heal them. Now briefly, I just want us to go quickly for the time that we have. We look at the consequences of not believing God's report. And in, as we look at those consequences, consequences uh, it's my prayer that God will help you as he helps me also likewise. And he helps us as a church. We will believe his report. You hear how Odette shares some strange miracles. Never underestimate God. Believe him. He does things. When he walked on water, that was a, 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 something that is out of this world. But it happened. Peter, even Peter himself walked on for a few moments. And there it is, he sank when he doubted. But he did walk. When money appeared in the mouth of a fish, it was not just by coincidence that that fish had been carrying that particular coin up and down. With God, all things are possible. Praise the Lord. He brings just that particular specific fish. In fact, he tells Peter, go. The first fish you get, you know, open its mouth. And you find the coin inside there. Go and pay. And strange enough, he goes and he finds the right amount of, uh, you know, the, the necessary coin to go to pay the taxes. All for the glory, all for the glory of God. With God, all things are possible. Believe his report. So what are the consequences of not believing God's report? We have read them right there in verse, in verse 40. He says, first of all, in verse 37, he says, But although he had done many things in their many signs, they did not believe in him. And by virtue of that failure to believe, faith was essentially not present, is an indicator. Now, here what he tells us now clearly, the consequences of not believing the word or believing the report, because Jesus was a report. Of the father in incarnate it was in all written it was a report he had he was the messiah he's the healer he's the savior he's the redeemer he's the deliverer he's the provider he's everything he's the light he's the salt he's everything that to make us complete and whole for the glory of god in the highest he's the divine sum of all that god is and god has to be able to give 
He, that's why he says, believe him and you shall be saved. Because he's compact. You don't believe only one aspect of him. The moment you believe Jesus, all the other aspects that pertain unto him flood into your life in Jesus' name. And as you hold on to him one by one, they will be open, they will be open, and your life will never be the same again for the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Only believe him and watch, you know, follow him. Now he says the first aspect that happened to them, the consequence of not believing the report of God. One is their eyes were blinded. That even if they had eyes, they could not see. A spiritual blindness was essentially upon them. What is that saying? It means they were plunged into darkness because of not believing. When we fail to believe any word that God speaks unto us, it's not only what the scripture says, but sometimes you are walking and the Lord speaks the word, drops the word. The spirit of the Lord drops the word into your spirit. Just like Florence was saying, dropped in the, the word, call this, this lady and ask her, does she need this particular thing? She could have over overridden it and say, ah, I don't think so. That person, that person is very, you know, doing very well. And I don't think he needs such a, he will need such a thing. And hence, override it and decide, now look for somebody else. That's just my own thought. But realize, the moment she follows it, she follows that lead. It turns out that this particular item was the exact item that this particular woman of God needed in their, in their, in their, in their, in their, in their house. And so it is. Remember what he says in Psalms 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. What is that telling you? The moment we fail to believe the report, what God has said, the lamp goes off and the light disappears. Remember at night when it is dark, and there are no street lights or what have you. You just simply need to turn that, that, that particular switch off. And darkness floods the whole place immediately. It does not seep in slowly. It comes in an instant. The moment you fail to believe, I fail to believe. We enter into a section of darkness. My brother and my sister, believe the report of God. Don't murmur against it, don't complain against it, don't slander, don't jump up and down, it can't be. Don't, whether you understand it or not, I've told you at the very beginning, and that is my, my stand, that I take as it as he says. I never bother to argue or even to seek to understand. So has he said, oh yeah, yes father, it is, period. And I will run with that particular word. Whether I look fool or foolish or whatever, it doesn't matter. And the important thing is, believe his report. Remember what he says in Psalms 36 verse 9. He says, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Thus, his word as he has told us is the light. And wherever his word is, there will always be light. You will have the right focus. You will you'll find the right way to make the right decision. You know, that wisdom will be revealed unto you to be able to know which way to choose. You will have the sight to be able to see, this is the way that I'm going to be able to walk. I will not walk that particular way. Why? Because in his light, we see light. His light is his word. And his word, his word is his report. I encourage you once again, believe the report of God so that you don't step out into darkness. 
Jesus says, I'm the, the, the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness. He is the word of God. He is the report of God. Everything that about him, my brother, my sister, don't step aside from anything for a moment, for a minute, for a second. You know, let us just train ourselves as God grants us grace that we shall remain in the light. In the darkness, there is so much harm. The amount of harm that is inflicted upon our spirits for that moment that we trespass into darkness, you don't know the level of damage that is done to us when we forsake the way of truth just for a moment even in our thoughts and we don't cast out. There is a lot of invasion that the enemy tries to come to bring or to carry out in us, in our spirits and souls when we enter into fellowship with darkness. I'm not placing any fear on any one of us. I'm just telling you a fact. It is to me as it is to you. There is nobody who is, who, who is safe. As far as, as, far as it, it concerns that we are only safe as we remain within the yellow lines that is within the light of the world. In the name of Jesus Christ. Within the light of his report. In Jesus name. May God help us that by his grace we may remain in that particular light. The second aspect we have looked at, the, the, eye, the eyes are blinded and the eyes, although they see, they, they cannot see. You, you come upon a thing and you don't realize the thing is right here, right before your eyes. Why? Because the eyes have been blinded because the light of the word has gone off. Secondly, it says their hearts were hardened. Their understanding was hindered. You know, that even common sense and good judgment becomes foreign to that man or to that woman when we fail to believe God's report at some point. That, that's what happens with, with the heart. Whether we, if, you know, we may be believers now, but the moment I choose not to believe in the word of God, straight away my heart starts to, it gets hardened. And hence, the grace of God is not able to break, to break through. Remember the children of Israel. You can read that later in Matthew chapter 12, verse 32. You know, Jesus was speaking unto them when he says, Anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. And the reason for that was, the Jews at that time, they had said that he is casting out demons by the power of, of Beelzebub, by the power of the devil. And in that moment, they rejected their Messiah. They basically, that's the moment Israel rejected its Messiah. They said he was of the devil. And that was an unforgivable sin. That is what the Bible calls the unforgivable sin. That was the unforgivable sin for Israel. Why? For that generation, they lost it. It was unforgivable. They will not enter. They will not find the kingdom of God. They lost it completely. A later generation will get it. A later generation of Israel will have the opportunity because they will come back. But that generation of Israelites, they will not sit at the seat of Abraham and, and Jacob when they sit in the kingdom. You heard when Jesus said that, you know, people will come from the east and the west, they will sit at the table with, uh, with Abraham in the kingdom, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out. That generation lost it because they didn't believe the report. Well, it was for your good and for my good because we ended up having to receive the gospel 
early after all is said and done. But the sad thing is, they lost an opportunity. May you and I not lose our opportunity because of hardness of heart. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. The other thing is, after their eyes were closed, and that's what happens when we fail to believe the report, the hearts were hardened. That's what happens when we fail to believe the report of God or the word of God that comes through unto us. The other thing that happened to them was that happens is that they could not turn to receive the Lord's appointed blessings. Just as it says there in verse 40. That, you know, they, their hearts, so that they could understand with their hearts and turn so that I should be able to heal them. When we fail to believe the report of God, you find we are unable to turn to receive the Lord's appointed blessings. The blessings are there in, in advance, but we find we don't have the strength to be able to turn, to be able to receive them. We start imagining, ah, maybe that is for others, that's not for me. Depression comes in, and we withdraw ourselves from the grace and from the mercy of God. Not because the blessing is not there. Not because God wants to intervene in our situations and circumstances. But because we have hardened our hearts. Because our eyes have been blinded. Our hearts have been hardened. We suddenly are unable to receive. We can't turn. We refuse to turn. To be able to receive the blessings of God. And we miss the opportunity for healing. Just as you say, they missed they should, that he should heal them. They, we miss the opportunity of healing. We miss the opportunity for, for breakthrough. You know, we are drawn away from the fountain of life to fake alternatives when we fail to believe the report. Because the moment the report comes, the enemy will always come and try to give you an alternative. And many people believe the alternative and they leave the fountain of life. And they dry up because of that. May it not be for you and may it not be for me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to listen to what the Lord says somewhere in Ezekiel. Uh, the essence of not believing the word or not believing the report of God. Ezekiel chapter 33. You read from verse 23 and the Bible says the following. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, they who inhabit those ruins in the land of Israel are saying, Abraham was only one and he inherited the land. But we are many. The land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord. This is why and they have not received the report that God had not given unto them. That the report that the Lord had given unto them. And so the Lord tells them this, the following words. Tell them, thus says the Lord, you eat meat with blood. He had told them not to eat meat with blood. You lift up your eyes toward your idols. He had told them not to lift up their eyes to the idols. You shed blood. You know, should you then possess the land? You hear that? Because they have not heeded his report. You rely on your own sword. And you commit abominations. They had received the report, but they're now relying on their own, own hand, trusting in their own schemes and their own counsel, and not the counsel of the Lord. You defile one another's wives. Should you then possess the land? Wickedness and have a breakdown of the moral cord of the fabric of the society. Should you then possess the land? Now hear what he says. Thus, say thus to them. Thus says the Lord God, as I leave. Surely, 
Those who are in the ruins shall fall by the sword. And the one who is in the open field I will give to the beasts to be devoured. And those who are in the strongholds and caves shall die of, of pestilence. For I will make the land most desolate. Her arrogant strength shall cease. And the mountains of Israel shall be so desolate that no one will pass through them. Then they shall know that I am the Lord when I have made the land most desolate because of all the abominations which they have committed. For as for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you, you know, beside the walls and in the doors of the houses, and they speak to one another, everyone saying to his brother, now listen, please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people, and they hear your words, but they do not do them. For they, you know, with their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. Indeed, you are to them a very precious, lovely song of one who has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they do not do them. And when this comes to pass, sure and surely it will come to pass, then they shall know that our prophet has been among them. That's what you know, he tells Ezekiel. In Psalm 36 verse 8 says, They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. That's what is available to us when we believe the report of the Lord. So I encourage you, my brother, my sister, fight against the thought of failure to believe the report of the Lord. You know, the land that once was fertile, as we have read there, is turned into wasteland and a wilderness because of failure to believe the report that God has already availed, or the, 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 the report that God has said should be the case. Listen to what he says in Isaiah chapter, chapter 5, verse 1. Up to seven says, Now let me sing a well a song to my well beloved, a song to my beloved regarding his vineyard. My my well beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. He dug it up and cleared out the stones. He planted it with choicest vines. He built a tower in the midst and also made a wine press in it. So he expected it to bring forth good grapes. But it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem, and men of Judah, judge, please, between me and my vineyard. That's the Lord saying. What more could have been done to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why then, when I expected it to bring forth good grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? And now, please, let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge, and it shall be burnt. I'll break down its walls, and it shall be trampled down. I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned or dark, but there shall be come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain on it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are his pleasant plant. He looked for justice, but behold oppression for righteousness, but behold a cry for help. Failure to believe the word of God. It is detrimental to us. And I would like to encourage us as a church. Let us believe the word of God. Here remember what he says in Psalms chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. 
That one who hears the word of God meditates on it day and night. He shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers that brings forth its fruit in its season. His leaves shall not wither. He says, but the ungodly are not so. They are like the chaff which the wind drives away. The ungodly are those who fail to believe the report of God. May we not be found to be ungodly. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. May God have mercy on us. So in, as we draw to a close, do not be stubborn. And let me not be stubborn. Do not be rigid. Let me not be rigid in your opinion or in my opinion. Let us not be rigid or stubborn in our opinions. And end up missing out on what God has for you and what God has for me. Do not let the understanding or the arguments or instructions of another man or woman influence your faith in what the Father has given as his report concerning you and concerning me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask yourself, whose report will you believe? Believe the report of the Lord. His spirit or his arm will be revealed unto you. That is, you will have, find fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He will fill you with His Spirit. He will give you that spiritual encounter that will result in the opening of your eyes to see into God's archives. To be able to uncover the purposes that He has written concerning you as you believe that particular report. Your heart will be enlightened to be able to understand the times and the seasons of God concerning you, concerning your family, concerning your every step, because you believe his report in the name of Jesus Christ. Your tra trajectory will change into the paths of the destiny ordained by God for you and for your family as you believe his report. Even if it is just one word that he has spoken, Hold on to it and keep on repeating it back unto him. That word is packed with all the nutrients to bring about the wholeness of your life, of your family, in the name of Jesus Christ. You will not miss the time of your visitation in Jesus' name. Remember Cornelius. He had given so many alms, so many gifts he, has, he had been giving up and down. But the arm of the Lord had been not revealed unto them, unto him. Until one day, finally the Lord has mercy on him and he tells him, send for Peter. When Peter came and he was speaking about Jesus, Cornelius suddenly opened and he believed what Peter said. And the moment he believed, you know what happened? The heavens were opened. The arm of the Lord was revealed unto Cornelius and his relatives. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Their lives were changed forevermore. May your life be changed and may my life be changed as we believe the report of God. Amen. Amen. As we move on with, uh, with hope, I don't know, as I was speaking, that something was coming into my spirit as a church. We have passed through maybe some difficult times and some challenging times. But I, I was hearing a report just saying that, you know, it is time also now to extend the hand. I don't know how that will happen. But I will desire, maybe I will talk, we will talk to with the, with the trustees and ask the possibility 
the church to start setting aside a 10% that we shall get involved in ministering to some needs, some needs, whatever, whatever the board will decide to be start sourcing and blessing some other people or some other needy, needy cases somewhere that hope may be able to inject hope into some situation somewhere for the glory of God. That whatever giving you give, at least we shall know that 10% we are setting it aside as a church to be a blessing unto some other body somewhere. Not just finishing everything in a within as we spend it maybe on the building and what have you. But somehow I believe, I he was hearing a report, that he will open doors and channels for his own glory because this is his church. We are his people for the honor of his wondrous name. So in all our giving, let us give knowing that God will do his purpose. I, 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 it is some, I've not told anybody. It came into my spirit and I desire I'll just speak it up. In obedience to what it is that he has said. That we may be a blessing unto many others. All for the honor and for the glory of God in Jesus name. And I believe he will be glorified. One of you blessed us and we are going to be having a camera here very soon. That is the proper camera for the people on Zoom so that they will be able to, they will be able to have a good experience. Somebody blessed the church with almost a thousand pounds. And we are getting good equipment for that, for that particular purpose. We trust him for the baptismal pool and the new piano. Simon tells me this piano is not well tuned. He's the one who knows. But all these five things God will open ways. But I want us to set aside. To the church to be sitting at a 10%. Whatever it is that we get on a monthly basis, you know, that the treasurer will know, you know, whatever, maybe by the end of the year, whichever way, but at least a 10%, and then we shall, by the decision of the board itself, we'll be able to decide where we can be able to source to bless some needy somewhere, all for the glory of God. Amen. Father, we thank you and we bless you for this day. Help us to believe your report and that your name may be glory, Father. We may grow strong in the grace of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Time is so much gone. But I would like, let us just sing that to our final song. And I don't know how many workers, uh, how many servers who serve in the church are available. If you are available, we'll be able to have that brief session. Just a refresher to refresh our mind. Later on, we shall work on it in Jesus' name. Amen. We can stand up. Oh, uh, uh, Linda, Linda, wait. Oh, Linda is, uh, sorry. You come and, and, and finalize, finalize. I'm sorry, I was finalizing as if I was in charge. So, sorry, my sister. I'm sorry. I was, I, I was just in the gear of moving on and on. So, welcome. God bless you. Yeah.